0: Hello, 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 everybody. It's your girl, Sarah B., and you guys are listening to the I Got Five On It podcast. I'm here with my amazing co-host, my big brother.
1: Andy B., a.k.a. Big Brother.
0: And again, you're listening to the I Got Five On It podcast, a podcast about movies you wouldn't want to spend more than $5 on. And don't we have or a movie for you? On. <laughs> sometimes any dollars
1: on. Sometimes any dollars
0: exactly we have a movie for you today but first let's talk about halloween it is october happy october everybody how you doing brother
1: pretty good is this our first halloween episode it is our first halloween episode nice yes yes
0: how are you feeling how are you feeling about the day
1: i'm feeling good it was an okay day yeah yeah I had to go to work yesterday and that's always like a a stressful day when you have to spend like I'm not used to like going places and yeah. like seeing other people than my kids and my wife and like dressing in clothes anymore like like I do wear clothes but it's like I wear pajamas most of the time essentially like you know like loose fitting clothes relaxing Croc, sometimes no shoes and then i go straight to the office on days where i'm like you know i have to wear like it's not it's not it's critical i'm i'm kind of whining but you have to wear jeans and a collared shirt and like regular shoes and i'm just like, Ugh. like Ugh. all this clothes is so fucking heavy like, <laughs> i'm just like Ugh. and i wear my mask all day because i work inside yeah i have to wear <laughs> heavy jeans but I I work in an office, so like I wear my mask all the time, even though you're not, you don't have to, they say. But I'm just like, dude, everybody here is just like spewing whatever they have out into the air, and just fans are just blowing it around. So I just I wear my mask all day. So
0: now you're being it's better it's, to be safe than sorry on the real in there.
1: Yeah, it's just it's a bit of a stress, and then when I get home, it's like you know my wife has been working hard all day with the kids, and then she's like here's the baby and the the kids are like i can't get this lego apart like because like sometimes they get jammed together and i'm like and it's a big thing and today was like not doing that and it was kind of nice you know just enjoying the day so that's nice working at home
0: yeah well i'm excited it's october i went to the pumpkin patch this weekend yeah yeah met uh met some goats Fed a, you, fed you a, a cow a carrot. I didn't even know cows ate carrots, but they do.
1: Cows eat, like, anything.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know
1: that. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, it's a cow that they do in uh, at um, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo that they feed weird stuff to. And then it has, like, a hole in its stomach. They can take stuff out of it. What? Yeah, like, you know how cows have multiple stomachs? Yes. Right? Yeah, they have one where they... At least they used to anyway, where they had like a, like a porthole in its stomach and you, they could like go in and take stuff out that they've already fed the cow.
0: That is fucked up. That is yeah. terrible. <laughs> That's some what real like
1: <laughs> island of Dr. Moreau shit, huh? Like,
0: yeah. What kind of nonsense is that? That's ridiculous. Who ever came up with that idea?
1: I don't know. Some, sicko? Or something. Some sicko.
0: Some sicko. <laughs> Some sick person.
1: We're we're judging somebody super hard that we don't know. Too. I don't
0: care. <laughs> you put a hole in a cow's stomach just to take shit out that you fed him. Like that's that sounds that's was, just that's it's, just it's that's for learning, Sarah. Up. That's terrible.
1: It's for learning. Shout out to
0: Alejandro, know. our cousin. Um I was talking to him today. He's really hyped about the hot the podcast. So what's up, Alex?
1: Yeah, what's up, dude? <laughs>
0: He holds it down for us. Um, He's going to give us promos next time, he said. So I'm ready. He's ready for this episode because I told him what movie we're doing today.
1: Oh. 2020 classic. We're still doing this, huh? 2020 classic. We can still back out of it.
0: Hubie Halloween. I got other stuff
1: ready to go. Okay. How do you say this again?
0: Hubie Halloween.
1: Hubie. It's not hubby, right?
0: No, Hubie. His name's Hubie.
1: It's Hubie. Okay. Hubie Halloween, directed movie,
0: by um, not very famous Steven Brill, written by well, Tom.
1: Harith- whoa, whoa, whoa! Back up. Oh, this guy is pretty famous.
0: Oh, is he? I don't. I've never heard of him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he he's done a lot of sh- a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah.
0: What what movie has he done?
1: Yeah, uh, he did like you know um a lot of the Adam Sandler movies. Uh, he's done like he did like Batman Returns. He's done... I looked it up. He's done some decent movies, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I just assumed this guy was an idiot because... No, sorry, sorry. Let's not...
1: (laughs) I think this was like a phone-in on this one for him. Like... There's elements there. Like... Like... I'm not exactly sure what capacity he's been in all these movies that he's credited for, but... Like, you know, like Edward Scissorhands and stuff. He's on the credits for that. And, like, I think he might have been a writer or producer or something because i don't know yeah i've been on but, i've been um, credited on
0: some movies too andy okay that doesn't mean uh, he's part of it <laughs> yeah okay anyway, i'm looking at what uh, he directed uh nothing uh mr nothing. deed's little nicky adam sandler's yes. Bets movie
1: <laughs> yes but he uh, has been involved in some and some you know decent movies
0: yeah i get i get what you're saying i'm sorry i'm just making fun of this guy um Sorry, no, for st-
1: this movie he deserves it yeah for this movie he fucking deserves it <laughs> sorry you know Stevie what you bro. fucking deserve this too for making me watch this this <laughs> fucking piece of shit movie i'm so upset about this written by <laughs> really? adam
0: sandler starring adam sandler kevin james and no julie Brown. really oh it's julie bowen
1: <laughs> who
0: julie bowen the g- woman What's from she do? um that family show
1: w- yeah i know what she do in this movie
0: what she do in the movie she was the main love interest
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought she, you meant she was... I thought you said she was might have been like a writer or producer. Oh,
0: no, no. Starring Adam Sandler, Kevin Yeah, she's Gaines. a
1: co-star. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to this. We'll get to the cast list on this one.
0: But yeah, this movie is a holiday movie focusing on the holiday of Halloween. And it's about a Not gentleman Halloween. named Hubie, Hol- uh, Hubie, who is like Hubie a, a safety character that teaches people how to be safe in Salem on Halloween. he's a man that's stickler for rules and he's a man that's also very hated around town
1: yeah um let's talk about that for a second there Mm -hmm. i wrote down here in my notes someplace i forget where it is you know if if i was somebody who actually lived in salem i'd be pretty upset about all the shit that they say about us all the time like like, everybody uses it for, like, mysticism and magic, and they write all these movies and shows that are there, and then this movie just makes them look like assholes.
0: Well, no, it's not, like... They're not assholes they because like, they're they're from Salem. They just hate Hubie. Hubie is, like, a very, like, terrible character. I know, but, like,
1: okay, to universally hate somebody in the way they do, for apparently no good reason it's like a town full of idiots and assholes in this movie Nah, like they're throwing shit at him like the whole movie i think you're, like you're taking a little sinks, bit too far
0: into it bro i think wrenches. you're taking this a, a little bit too like you you i think you took the I, movie wrong
1: <laughs> i'm just saying if i lived there i'd be pretty upset like they're pretty making a pretty Hubie was being mistreated by the population here i'm just saying
0: to me i didn't get that at all i didn't even think about that until you said it right now i would i didn't even think like anything about the town of salem i thought like hubie is a character that everybody just doesn't like it has nothing to do with salem it just happens to be. they
1: universally hate this dude like to the point where they're like trying to kill him at somebody threw a wrench at him like in the movie like like a like a big metal wrench at his head
0: I think it's just it's just more about like Adam Sandler's writing like he doesn't understand like how to make like a, a in-depth character that he has to write like one character is obviously amazing and everyone who doesn't like him is obviously like terrible or jealous of him in some way you know
1: yeah like he has like that and uh, we'll get to the character growth in this movie but let's start <laughs> what, it off so, let's just start talking start about on it this?
0: so we introduce Hubie and hubie is played by adam sandler and he is a kind of man boyish guy who, hold up hold, hold what? up
1: we actually start at the insane asylum right in this movie
0: oh yeah we, we start with ben stiller and he finds out that his patient is missing this movie is also starring like every single other fucking person who's famous in the in late adam 90s, sandler two thousands. Yeah. not even in like adam no, Sandler, but- just anybody
1: they all, we don't have to cover it deep. The only reason I was mentioning it is because Ben Stiller is reprising a role from another Adam Sandler movie.
0: What movie? That's
1: a, he, He's playing the same character he played in Happy Gilmore.
0: Oh, yeah. Someone told me that when I was watching it with them. Uh, yeah. So this is now a Sue. shared
1: universe. This is a shared universe with Happy Gilmore where there's two people that look exactly like Adam Sandler in it i think that's pretty funny
0: at first honestly when i saw it i thought he was supposed to be the guy from fucking um uh, dodgeball like i didn't understand like who he was or like <laughs> what it was you know
1: that's pretty close it is it is pretty yeah but he's yeah he's just supposed to be like the same guy from whatever okay move on go ahead
0: <laughs> so that we introduce hubby <laughs> and UV. yeah go ahead Uh, He rides a bike around town and they kind of introduce the fact that he has like um, this this little canister, his like little mug, thermos, his thermos. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. His thermos that does everything. He made it. He like and it shows that these little kids hate him and it starts to show that everybody actually hates this man. But he doesn't care because he's Hubie. He has a good heart. He's loving life. And he just uses his little thermos to get by every single day. He lives with his mama who loves him very much. And um, it's the day before Halloween when he goes out and patrols the town to make sure everybody is safe because they kind of show that his character is also like super like goody two-shoe. He, he's a stickler for rules. He needs rules.
1: Right. It's That was something about his character I felt like they didn't give us enough of. Like I was missing i was missing some things this the thermos started bugging me right off the bat because they didn't gave it no explanation at all
0: no he's a boy scout they mentioned him multiple times in the movie that he was a boy scout and he made this when he was a boy scout
1: it, did they mention that at yeah. all i could not i did not catch that at all that he i figured out at the end that he made it because of the ending scene that he actually makes them but like um like to me this thing was coming out of nowhere like it turned into like a vacuum cleaner at one point and it was like a flashlight and a shovel and like all these things
0: well he he he, makes a preference like a reference to it in the beginning of the movie where he's like oh it's like a swiss army knife but it's my thermos that i made while i was in the boy scouts because again he's a goody tissue so he's a boy scout
1: i totally missed that (laughs) i missed that completely I was thinking it would have been way let me just step back and just think give you because I had I have the whole picture in my mind and the whole movie in my mind that I was thinking it because to tie everything together because I was feeling a little disjointed in the movie I couldn't figure out like why things were and stuff like that what I wanted to see was I wanted to see some connection between how he is like maybe his dad and this thermos so like it would actually like it would actually be like character development instead of like oh hubie can just make this thermos like it was something like i was thinking like it should have been like his dad made these thermoses right and his dad was doing something like on halloween and hubie wasn't being safe and his dad got hurt or died saving hubie and then hubie becomes obsessed about safety because of that traumatic experience and then he has his dad's thermoses that he built for him and like that would have given me some like buy into the character but like he's just riding around and like sucking eggs out of it and barfing and like digging holes with it and being like a pain in the ass with it like i was kind of like i didn't i just didn't buy into it like i didn't get it you know?
0: yeah i mean they they do go by it pretty fast but it does show, like, his character, like, he just cares about everyone in town, but he's kind of like a buffoon that, like, doesn't understand how anything really is, you know?
1: Yeah. I was thinking, like, they should have made it a point that he is, like, they did kind of do something later in the movie, which I thought was really good. But they didn't give you enough of that, like, oh, like, he's, he's up in people's business too much trying to keep everybody safe, and that's why they all don't like him. You know, like, he's, like, ruining weddings and, like, birthday parties because there's, like you know code stuff off or something's not right and he's there bugging people and always causing trouble because he's trying to keep everybody safe but like they didn't give me any of that well because it, it, it wasn't just, supposed
0: to be that he's not he's not really supposed to be something you're supposed to hate he's just so good-hearted that people hate him for it that's my problem with Adam that Sandler's doesn't writing. make any it's sense he's actually not terrible it's just that like the good guy just always finish last you know like it's just like dumb you know <laughs>
1: I guess it just I'm just saying I would have preferred something like that from the movie to give me more buy into the character because I, I right off the bat I personally didn't like him yeah like I didn't like the main character right off the bat you know like yeah but like that's just like again I don't I don't know anyway
0: so Hubie rides home and he bumps into his new neighbor who moved in played by Steve Buscemi Steve Buscemi, Buscemi. <laughs>
1: I can't get Steve Buscemi. <laughs> like, he does... I don't know. He's He must be such a good... Uh, good-hearted dude or something to just flop roles so easily. He's like in all the... He's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. He's He did Boardwalk Empire. He did like Fargo. You know, he's just like all over the place. Like just like hustling. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's a
0: great actor who just likes to do like fun shit. You know, I think he does stuff that yeah. he just wants to. But... So Steve Buscemi comes and you automatically get a bad vibe from him. You're thinking like, is this guy a werewolf or something? Because he's he tells Hubie, you know, if you hear any noise, don't don't come over here. Everything's fine, you know.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad that yeah, he says he says like if you hear like some really crazy noises, like don't go and you shouldn't for your own good like yeah. he's like it's like so obvious like, okay like any sane person would know no matter what context you say that in it sounds like a crazy thing to say well, to somebody
0: say whatever you want to say about the movie i thought those parts were actually pretty funny with adam sadler's face like just like so like oh like just so dumb,
1: <laughs> just so mystified like okay like.
0: so then hubby goes like, home. i don't get what you and we introduce his mother who's like a nice little old lady and um you kind of feel that she understands that everybody in town doesn't like her son and she doesn't know why when he's such a sweet boy hubby then goes out and you understand that he knows julie uh, bowen's character from elementary school he sees her at a museum Or something like that, that he was going out there to give them, like, again, papers to give to students because he's just such, like, a good-hearted guy. And Julie Bowen's character's ex-husband is played by Kevin James, who is now, like, a fat,
1: like, kind of, like... I didn't get his character at all kind of cop. Me neither. I didn't get... Here's my thing. I didn't... I didn't understand why Kevin James is in the movie so much. Like...
0: I mean, he was... He was kind of funny, but I didn't understand, like, what his character was or what he was doing or or what the character's motivation
1: was. Okay, first of all, he yeah, like, he didn't have enough driving force in any one direction. Like, he kept giving me, like, back and forth vibes. Like, when Hubie first approaches him and talks to him, like, I thought he was maybe, like, his friend or something. And then he kind of brushes him off. And then I'm like, but he's not really, like, making fun of him like everybody else does. And then... I don't know and his character was so sporadically in the movie and had such little little to do nothing like I didn't get it at all and I couldn't get it they kept calling him officer but when later when they show the police station he has like a whole fucking like office he's like the police chief <laughs> like, yeah
0: I didn't understand it either and I it took me a little bit of while the while to realize he was her ex-husband
1: Yes, I didn't it get took that me a while to figure that out too. I didn't figure it out. I don't think until um, Hubie was reading the the uh, yearbook from high school.
0: Yeah, but then you do see that Julie Bowen's character kind of has a thing for Hubie. It's like obvious from the first moment they start talking. She thinks that he's like an amazing man. She's into everything about him, but he's like yeah, Hubie, so really he doesn't he doesn't get that too. anything. He just like
1: I I was super confused why why she was into him at all.
0: But it because like at the end she says that like she's been in love with him since kindergarten. Like she's just always been in love with him, and he just never noticed. Like he's you Hubie. Just hold
1: that for you just hold on that crush for forty five <laughs> years, and that's like I guess you know she was in Happy Gilmore too. She's the love interest in mm-hmm. Happy Gilmore too, right? Yeah, that's I'm why just, I like, accepted every, it. Like half the people are from Happy Gilmore in this movie, like. I was, it was a little weird that like, it's like he was pulling, like Adam Sandler was just pulling a lot of favors for this movie. Well,
0: he was like, Drew Barrymore, can you do this movie? And she was like, no, I got a talk show. And he was like, fuck. All right. Julie Bowen, can, can you do this movie? And she's like, I got nothing else. I got nothing else going. Yeah.
1: He's like, let me move on to the other like white blonde chick I always work with. Yeah. Cause like Jennifer Aniston won't do it so i'll just you know what is she like third in line or something like
0: she was second i didn't even know he did movies with what's her name
1: what yeah he, does a, he did a ton of movies with there jennifer Aniston? at least three or four
0: yeah didn't they just do blended or whatever
1: no that was uh what's her name drew barrymore No, yeah, he did uh that was drew barrymore he did um he did a netflix the last netflix movie he did was with jennifer anderson he did the one where they go on vacation, and she's, like, his dental assistant, and they did, like, another one together, too.
0: You know what? I love Jennifer Aniston and Friends, but I never want to see a movie with her in it. Sorry. This is just, like, a little off-rent, but I uh, never... Every time I see her in a movie, I think... We
1: are just butting heads tonight, like, crazy on this one. What? No. I said we're butting heads on this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see Bad Bosses or whatever that one is?
0: Yeah, I couldn't make it through. I turned it off. It was so bad. It was worse than this movie, honestly.
1: <laughs> what? No way. Okay, <laughs> this movie. I I could. I was. I got through about eight minutes of this, and my wife's like, "Hey, the cat needs fluids. It needs this giant needle stuck in it. Cat's probably gonna scratch you up and get really mad." I was like, "Okay, I'm in." I'm pause this movie and go stab a cat.
0: So Hubie. Also, they kind of set up that he has like a bully in town that this whole classmate that is just always a fucking dick to him. Um, oh,
1: is Ray Liotta supposed to be his classmate?
0: Yeah, like they know each other for, for instance, like forever.
1: Well, I figured everybody knew each other because it's like kind of like small town America. Yeah. Then you know. I, okay, I didn't get that. I thought Ray Liotta may have been like his dad's friend or something like that. Like no, they're supposed to be the same age. I, I think they
0: th- are the same age. She doesn't look much older than Ben. Do
1: you Silly. think Ray Liotta is like fifty years old? Yeah, definitely. I don't think so. Ray Liotta's pretty old. I don't know. Look this up. Keep going. I'm gonna check on Ray Liotta. No,
0: they seem the same to me. Anyway, so again, they show that his coworker hates him. He hates him. Uh, Maya from freaking SNL hates him too. <laughs> Her character is actually pretty funny in this movie. Um,
1: oh, Maya Rudolph? Yeah. <laughs> and Tim Meadows? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like when Tim Meadows showed up with that nasty ass wig, I was like, what the fuck is going
0: on? Dude, I'm sorry. There's parts of this movie. Say what you want. I was honestly laughing. Like I thought it was kind of funny in some parts. Um, but basically, the, we're, we can go on and on because... I can tell you what's happening scene for scene. You'll still be like, what is happening? And that's kind of the feeling you have. But, okay, so I'm giving you the world. All these characters hate him. On the night of Halloween, he goes out every year and he bikes around to make sure everyone is being safe. On this night, people that bully him start to disappear. And it seems that everything is framing Hubie to be the person to do it. There's also this whole side story with Julie Bowen's uh, kids. Which is Adam Sandler's daughter playing him and she has like an older brother and they go out to a party. Both his
1: daughters. It's, It's both his daughters and she says they're adopted for some reason. I don't know why that had to be like part of the story. I couldn't get if her actual biological son was Kevin James's kid. Wait, what? Well, she had an actual, she had a biological son, right? The oldest one mm-hmm. was her actual kid. So was he Kevin James's son?
0: Yeah. Cause at the end of the movie, they say bye dad when he comes by.
1: Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh, okay. I couldn't get that. Like I was just like, is it his son or not? Or is there another guy in there? Like I couldn't figure it out. No,
0: either. I mean, that was the only reason why I figured out James, Kevin James was the ex-husband was that at the end of the, both the kids were like, dad, goodbye, dad.
1: Oh, okay well they 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 say at one part that they were married i i caught it in another part and then it showed them in the yearbook like he had like the same exact beard and like mullet like that he is that now like in the yearbook picture so what? i figured it out that way
0: which again when they were showing the yearbook you had picture. to
1: be real sleuthy you had to be real sleuthy to figure shit out in this movie like yeah was-
0: for everything else that they spell out straight up like hubie's a fucking idiot here he is riding a bike like throwing up and like Everyone else is, like, obviously a dick. Main plot points of this movie is very, like, hard to understand. So, anyway. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let me just say something else, too. Like, because it's Halloween night. It, It must be something in Salem. But, like, nobody had like a like a spirits or a halloween store costume everybody had like m- theatrical level costumes like full body paint like prosthetics mm-hmm. like everybody had like the best costumes like all- every person in this whole town had great costumes
0: what's salem you kind of have to you know it made sense <laughs> to me it,
1: it was good for the movie because like they didn't have a ton of extras in a lot of scenes but like I just kept thinking, wow! Like everybody goes out. Like everybody is like spends a lot of money on these. Costumes.
0: They wait all year, man. They wait all year.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah! It's so, like their sorry. Christmas.
0: Let me get back to the kid's story. So they kind of introduce like this chick that's way out of the league for this little boy. Yeah. Obviously, like oh, twenty eight years I <laughs> old. I was,
1: like, <laughs> I was like, this, this is hot. the hottest coffee shop chick in this town is into this child. Yeah. Why? <laughs>
0: And they go to this party. I like, he
1: looks like a child, too. He looks like a little kid. He
0: is. He must be. Like, he must actually be, like, 10 years younger than this woman. But anyway, so they go to this party.
1: <laughs> and then this woman.
0: <laughs> and one of the kids disappears, which leads Hubie to go over there to go help look for the kid, who is his
1: coworker.
0: Which, again, makes no. it seem like Hubie did Why it. Why did...
1: Wait, why did they he go over there?
0: Oh, no, hold on. He thought like someone was missing, but it was actually a joke that all the high schoolers were playing on him.
1: This was the thing. The hot chick invited the child to a like a high school party. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin James, because because um, Hubie was like s- like snooping around. He was doing something that was annoying. Kevin James's character. He sent him out there to keep an eye on it, right? He said, like, hey, they always throw a party at the old mill or whatever. Like, you should head over there and make sure no no funny business goes on or something like that. And then he shows up at the party, like, literally, like, every high school senior or teenager in the town is at that party ready, like, wanting to riotly kill him. But then they play a, a practical joke and say there's a child lost in the corn maze.
0: Yes, yes.
1: go on and then (laughs) and then (laughs) it's supposed to be a practical joke because the guy that works at the deli with him who i was unsure was a high school student until then about then like was gonna spook him in there was just gonna scare him and then he ends up getting kidnapped like he like adam sandler's character hubie finds him in the maze and he's all tied up and then like as he goes to, like, save him, he gets, like, pulled backwards through the corn and disappears.
0: And Julie Bowen's character's son and the hot chick are like, you know, this is fucked up. Let's go into the corn maze and go tell him that it's a trick. Right. Which leads them into trouble.
1: Which I actually thought, however they did the, the visual of the people getting pulled away, they did it a couple times was pretty good
0: no it was cool it was cool
1: it, it looked scary it looked it looked borderline scary like family scary but um yeah
0: so we have that ache i
1: forgot what else i was gonna say we have
0: like that a storyline the b storyline and then we also have the c storyline which is his neighbor next door that's acting like he is becoming a werewolf he locked yeah, all the it's windows like
1: a- it's like a MacGuffin almost. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah.
0: becoming a werewolf in the house, and you're like, what the fuck's happening? And then someone from the psych ward, the, the person they lost in the beginning, shows up at his house. Oh, we missed
1: the whole part where I don't know why. At some point, we're going to say this all out of order because it doesn't make any sense. At some point, Adam Sandler breaks into them to Steve Buscemi's house because right? he thinks he's a werewolf and he's figured it out hubie has figured it out that he's a werewolf not at this point he just breaks into his house for some rando reason and then falls into a dungeon that he has down there Hold on, with i completely
0: like, forgot about this part
1: <laughs> and yeah it with like poo on newspaper and he acts all crazy and like steve buscemi's acting like a wild beast and then jumps up the ladder without using the ladder just like jumps like 12 feet up in the air disappears and then again, he's at the corn maze looking for the dude after he disappears and then runs into him, mm-hmm. runs into Steve Buscemi's character, who in the interim has glued, well, we don't know this, has hair all over his arms and is like ripping out his clothes because it's a full moon. And he's
0: becoming an aware of <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I don't know what, how Hubie comes to the conclusion that he's a werewolf, but he's just like he says something like he's like, Are you a master of the lichens or some <laughs> shit like that? And he's all like snorting like a dog. He's like Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And
1: then he disappears and then and then somehow Hubie ends up at the haunted house.
0: Yeah, I don't understand that part either. Sometimes he, he somehow he ends up at the haunted house where there's a dog in the front. And the dog, and he's convinced that the dog is the werewolf. Yeah, Steve Buscemi's character. (laughs) So I forget why he even goes into the haunted house.
1: Because the dog runs in there.
0: Oh, so he goes in to follow. And it turns out the dog is a teacher's pet from like earlier in the movie.
1: Yeah, a teacher they introduced at the cafeteria scene, which we went over because that was just like uncalled for too like let a bunch of teachers letting like a bunch of sixth graders to kindergartners pelt some poor retarded man in the town with like food like it's just or mentally stunted or whatever hubie is with food and they all just stand there just like letting them do it well he has ridiculous. a thermos
0: that has an umbrella also in it that yeah. shields him from <laughs> the all the food <laughs> this becomes
1: an umbrella for a shield <laughs> um yeah she's in the haunted house with ray Liotta, who was 65 let me just tell you that yeah how old Not is adam sandler adam sandler's age no adam sandler's like 50 oh so i don't even know i thought
0: i think of adam sandler it's, like he's been famous since i was born i'm like this guy must be old i
1: know but ray Liotta was famous before you were born he was like in gangster movies he i think he was in like the godfather like he's been around for a while like you know But But anyway he I this is I was like I I almost lost it when he like he's like okay like Steve buscemi's a dog He's running to the to the the haunted house Like I must euthanize him now because he's uh he's a he's a, a werewolf and he goes over to the guy dressed up like the Lone Ranger, pulls off a fake bullet Who now he I don't know why he's convinced it's a real silver bullet. Yeah,
0: that part didn't make any sense. Since he knows everybody else is in costume because he is the safety expert of fucking Salem. It doesn't make sense that he would suddenly think there's real monsters.
1: Bullets, yeah, that he really thinks there's real bullets like somebody's carrying around. (laughs) Like
0: That would be against the safety procedure. Anyway, I don't understand. Like it just didn't make any sense. So
1: then it And he chases down the dog in the in the haunted house and then proceeds to throw the bullet at the dog as if he had the power to throw it to kill somebody <laughs> and i was like what is going on
0: yeah it didn't make any sense it was kind of ridiculous at this point but we introduced ray leota is kind of like a sad man and he hits on the hot teacher and it doesn't oh, fly she, she like laughs the at him his
1: dad's funeral too we forgot the, f- we forgot oh, yeah. the funeral scene
0: sorry about that i'm skipping over the funeral um, scene because that part just made hubie look like a complete idiot it didn't even make sense for the rest of his character
1: no it made him look like a complete ass like i didn't know yeah Um, there there was one part that i forgot that i was going to mention like um when that guy that gets kidnapped in the corn maze tells his friend that he's going to pull a joke on him they do do a cut scene where his friend goes hey does he scare easy and they do a cut scene of all these like practical jokes he's been throwing at him at the deli i thought that was good
0: yeah when he's like on the toilet there was like five gags of like
1: (laughs) him scaring adam sandler's character in the deli like on the toilet like (laughs) like like, putting produce away like behind the counter i was like dude i wanted way more of that in the movie they only did it like twice in the movie and i was like this is actually funny they should have done this like 10 times in the movie it was actually good
0: Well, I guess this this part, we shouldn't have brushed over the funeral scene. I'm sorry for everyone listening. I know this is kind of disjointed, but the movie just has so many spots that seem so in like doesn't matter. But it it makes sense for later that Julie Bowen tells them when they're at the museum that there is a grave that doesn't have a death sign that is the same name as his new neighbor. So he goes right. to the uh, to the graveyard while um, Ray's oh, yes. father's funeral is happening, and he decides to try that's to sneak he thinks, around
1: them. That's and why he thinks
0: dig up the grave to see that there's no. No, he just death was trying date. to dig
1: the date out. He was trying to dig the date of the death or something. Yeah, but it was like um, super
0: obvious, and he's like throwing dirt on the widow and the the fucking priest who hates him as well
1: yes who the guy from like the wire like i mean i was like how did they even get that um but yeah that's how he thinks steve buscemi's character is like 300 years old or something like yeah like that's okay that's it kind of made sense like including it but like it was a whole gag where he threw dirt on on people and then and then he confused the widow as dressing up as a witch because it was Halloween. And then they threw him in the grave. Yeah. And, and I then, thought it was funny
0: um, when the, the widow was like, this is so disrespectful. And the, the boy that works with him at the deli is like, no, no, this is good. We want this. Yeah, who was also
1: the altar boy, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, Which yeah, I think his character good. was like
0: the, really the only funny part of the whole movie. He's like, no, this is good. This is good.
1: Like You're confused like we want to do this to this person.
0: Yeah like it's not a bad thing like everyone hates this guy. So anyway so we're back. Sorry we just had to bring that part up because we kind of skipped that over for the reason why he thought he was a werewolf. So anyway Ray Leota hits on the hot teacher and she's like which is actually kind of funny too she's like what the fuck you're old and gross like ha like (laughs) what are you doing and then he walks away all
1: sad. Um
0: and that's when he gets kidnapped, correct?
1: Yes, that's. Uh, I can't remember how he gets kidnapped, but then uh, he gets kidnapped by the the psycho or whatever's on the loose. Yeah. So. And then, this is when they start accusing Hubie as being the the murderer or kidnapper or whatever. Like, they all corner him in the haunted house. They take him back in the haunted house. And they're all like, why'd you do it, Hubie? Like, you finally want to get your revenge, Hubie? And and then, like, and then he goes, like, look over there. And they all look. And then he leaves. And then no shit, five minutes later, they're fine with him. And I couldn't figure out why.
0: Yeah, I didn't get that part
1: either. I didn't no get why longer... everyone's
0: like, you know what, Hubie, you ain't that bad. <laughs>
1: This is where this is where like the whole thing fell apart because he goes to the radio station. I can't figure out why he goes from the haunted house to the radio station.
0: Because he needs to ask for advice from his favorite radio host. And they kind of explain that he calls it all the time. Like he's like their number one. Yes, viewer. they
1: did it earlier. And yeah. I thought like, OK, so he goes there just to ask for this person's advice.
0: DJ Aurora. And DJ Aurora is a woman that you hear on the radio, but it turns out that it's played by Shaq. I didn't think they needed to do this
1: at all. I thought this part was... They didn't need to do this gag at all. Um,
0: And Shaq, I'm sorry. I love you, Shaq, but you're not not funny anymore. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. Shaq's not funny anymore.
1: You know what? I don't think Shaq cares. I don't think Shaq's trying to be funny. I think Shaq's just being Shaq.
0: No, I think Shaq thinks he's hilarious. I think Shaq thinks that he's fucking killing it, you know?
1: I think what Shaq did, he thinks it's funny to him, at least. And he thought it was cool.
0: Yeah. And it like it wasn't. It was and it's good. not your fault, Shaq. It was what they wrote. And they made you look like a fool out there.
1: <laughs> but anyway. And then... So, okay. So, why, why he's there, they explained... To, okay, like let me i'm gonna ask you this because i'm gonna lay out some of the next part so they explained to him that he they they kind of spell out that he's their favorite caller that he calls almost every day like almost as much as somebody else or like the only person that that he calls more than is this other caller that's Mm -hmm. always like that's always like dedicating him stuff to him and that is in love with that loves him like with love and all this stuff which i couldn't figure out how he did not know because he listens to the radio station all the time on his bicycle so that didn't make any sense to me well no they said that the
0: he she calls in and asks for love songs after hubie calls and they think that that person has a crush on hubie they don't say like directly that the person's obviously so this person's never on the
1: air yeah, I, I kind of fa- I thought this person was on the air. That's why it didn't make any sense to me. Nah, and nah. then and then I don't understand. I think there was something cut out of the movie. He's at he ends up at no shit. The next scene he ends up at a lighthouse wired with a police wire with Keenan Thompson and Kevin James in a stakeout van. And he's meeting Julie Bowman's character for some reason. I have no idea why. Mm hmm. how did all that happen
0: I have no idea I don't even remember how that happened at all
1: (laughs) honestly right they gave him the phone number and then I was like oh like he's gonna figure something out and then that he's like talking on a wire like in his shirt and they're in a van and I was like how did any of this shit fucking happen like I was so confused I was like I was like, there must have been a 10 minute scene cut out of this that makes this sense. Like it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's obviously shows up in one of them like overdone overcoats, and there was something they obviously she was obviously in like underwear that they cut out. Like they were she were gonna show her in underwear and they obviously like cut that out too.
0: Yeah. Well, I I didn't get it, bro. I want to say I didn't get any of that part at all.
1: Anyway, he gets there. Julie Bowman's character is meeting him for some reason. I don't even know how she knew he was there.
0: Well, they're convinced that Julie and, Bowen is the person killing everybody because they're like, "Oh, she's the only person that likes Hubie. If it's not Hubie, it has to be her." So they're trying to set her yeah, up. I didn't get
1: No, I didn't get how they figured that out, and I don't f- get how they set her up. Like, here's the thing. The whole thing was based on the premise of the people at the radio station shack in that other that other actor, comic, writer giving him a phone number of this person. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, somehow they made the conclusion that it was Julie Bowman's character, Violet. But I don't see how they got her there. Yeah. They would have had to call the phone number, and then it doesn't make any sense.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I would have to rewatch it to really understand that part
1: oh my god i am not rewatching this anyway so then so,
0: <laughs> sorry in between that they they kind of figure out that the werewolf is not a werewolf steve buscemi he goes to the police station with the guy and they turn themselves in and that they're actually escapee mental patients and they they think that they're
1: werewolves but really they're not werewolves like, yeah why it's like right after this scene like, yeah he's talking with violet and then like he comes to some conclusion that it's not her or something and then they're like he tells them about the neighbor and like the escaped convict or something and they're like oh like hey go round up those guys they tell they call keenan thompson's character hey go round up these guys and they're like oh no they've been here for like an hour they turn themselves in
0: yeah they just wanted to go home they said yeah
1: so that 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 gets them out of like like two of the missing people all oh, because the missing people like because um dude we're doing horrible job. maya rudolph and tim's meadows characters go missing
0: yeah which i don't even remember how but they go missing
1: they were just going home they were into the they went to the drive-in they tried to kill Hubie with a car that they didn't own. I don't know how they did that with a bunch of kids that were throwing shit at him. They tried to run him over. And then they went home all all proud of themselves because they scared the crap out of him. And then they get kidnapped out in the middle of nowhere going home or something. Yeah, it was
0: right? a very short scene. It kind of like was so fast. It was almost unrememberable, to be honest.
1: Unrememberable. 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 Oh. Was unrememberable
0: so they, they so you're like okay so it's not julie bowen it's not the werewolf guys that are everyone's missing so you're like okay what the yeah. fuck's happening
1: and at this point i figured out exactly if it, it wasn't them i was like oh i know exactly who this is oh and the other guy is um rob schneider that shows up yeah to get steve buscemi because he's his roommate at the the psych ward to get him back and they love each other they both they, think
0: they're werewolves They're both werewolves. Yeah, they go
1: to a specific psych ward that treats people who think they're werewolves.
0: (laughs) So so somehow Hubie's like, I got to get home. And when he's on the way home, the priest is hanging in front of his house to scare him as like a bat. And leaves and then he just kind of walks away from him and leaves the priest there hanging upside down. And all the blood rushes to his head and he passes out and they get into the house and he's like what's going on and then they reveal the person who has kidnapped everybody is of course his mom i knew that too i kind of called it after it wasn't them too i was like oh it's it's his mom like the whole time they keep on referring to the fact that the mom's like sweet hubie people in this town don't understand you and you should have let those people walk all over you and yada 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 which
1: here was the thing at this point i i I keep going back to the phone number because that's what bothered me the most you're trying to tell me that hubie doesn't know his mom's phone number his own mom's phone number
0: Mm -hmm. no the phone number has nothing to do with it the phone number was julie bowen because
1: he she's the one calling in no it was julie bowen calling calling into the radio station No. No, because they show they show the mom with the phone. Like they make that conclusion. The camera makes that conclusion for you and shows the mom sitting there next to a phone. I did not get that at all. They purposely show you that. It is her phone number and Hubie did not recognize his own mother's cell phone number.
0: Then how would Julian Bowen know that he she was supposed to meet him at the pier if it wasn't her phone number? That's no, it wasn't Andy. That's, that's why not it true. doesn't they, make
1: any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Julie
0: Bowen <laughs> is the person that lines dedicates lines the songs. It has nothing to do with the mom being the kidnapper.
1: You should you watch that scene again, and we'll talk about it because it's, it's it's that's what they're doing. They're like, oh, the phone number is not Julie's. It's the mom's. The mom's been calling in. 'Cause she loves her son. Like that's that's the conclusion.
0: I didn't get that at all. But anyway, I believe you. I mean the movie's so disjointed when you're watching it, you're like, it just seems like a bunch of random scenes that you're kind of putting a story together.
1: I kept thinking I was falling asleep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, was, I was writing stuff down and then I look up and I was like, I must have fallen asleep. I must have wrote <laughs> something down, fallen asleep, and then now there's something different happening
0: okay so then yeah they reveal the mom is it and he's like mom you gotta let him go and she's like no fuck these guys they're all terrible to you like we're gonna kill them and then
1: well they're they're tied up in her backyard on stakes like they're gonna be burned like witches
0: yeah and she's about to kill them and he's like don't do it and then they kind of all admit why they hate hubie it's not for any real reason they're all jealous of hubie or maya's character like wants to bang hubie and they all just like love they all want to be hubie in a way and that's why they all hate him.
1: yeah and at this point like she's pouring like kerosene on the piles and i'm just like like let's stop her at this point like let's not let her get the far like close to burning them like just you know stop your mother from putting the kerosene on the the wood Mm -hmm. hubie like but she explains, but this is the point. This is the thing that uh, that bothered me a little bit, too, because in the beginning, she was like, you have to stand up for yourself. She was telling Hubie, like, you have to stand up for yourself. Like, you can't let these people walk all over you. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the set expectation for his character growth is that he's eventually going to stand up for himself. But he doesn't. His mom kidnaps the people and threatens to kill them. And he doesn't do anything but what Hubie would normally do. Which is what? And then that's the lesson. That he's just a good guy. But there's no lesson of him, like, uh, of him, you know, standing up for himself anymore. No.
0: He never does. He never does. And they
1: set that expectation at the beginning of the movie. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: No, I mean, I don't, I, mean? Under, I don't even no, I don't even remember how they stopped the mom from doing it.
1: Oh, okay. So at some point he goes to the diner where Violet works and she gives him split pea soup, chicken noodle soup, and barbecue sauce, and he his his thermos ter- blends it. And he's been eating it all night, and he has a little bit left. And he flicks it at the match that his mom has thrown at the pile. Oh, okay, yeah, people.
0: I remember this part. So I kind of just didn't want to remember it, probably. <laughs> so and they, he puts she out stops the match. him with the thermos again. The thermos saves right. the day.
1: No, they act like if that match landed, that those piles would have gone up in like like a like a like an explosion, like a
0: kerosene like, fire, like yeah. a
1: fireworks. <laughs> No, they would have started and it would have been easy to put them out. They could have just kicked off the piles like they could have. They could have saved the day. That didn't need to It didn't make any sense that like just because you put kerosene doesn't mean these people are going to go up in flames immediately. Yeah. Like, you would have had plenty of time to put these people out.
0: But anyway, they stopped the Kenan mama. She gets Steve arrested Buscemi's. and everyone is let go. Steve Buscemi's there and he helps out. They all help out.
1: But. The- which is funny, is, I thought Rob Schneider and Steve Buscemi showing up because there was nobody at the police station to watch them like Keenan brought them on. I thought that was okay funny, right? And then the mom doesn't get arrested. The mom goes, look, Frankenstein's monster, and then she dips and she disappears forever. Yes. Like Hubie's mom disappears, which they're setting up for like,
0: a second one
1: other hubie movies for but there's for not gonna like be show one show up as like a. <laughs> this is I the end of the as hubie much day. shit as i'm telling you this i love netflix but they put a lot of adam sandler shit on there they have He's a deal a with a lot him. of movies that are going, they have
0: a deal with them he can't make him, he can't so put the, out movies you know, in theaters because i'm sorry the reason why adam sandler has a deal with netflix is because he makes terrible movies and if no if He didn't put this for free with your subscription. You would not spend the money to go see this in a theater.
1: No. And, like, here's the thing is I think Adam Sandler has this whole idea that this Hubie character is, like, the next Ernest. Do you know what I mean? For a while when I was watching, I
0: thought he was in the same dimension. I thought it was supposed to be the water boy. Like, I thought he was supposed to be water boy.
1: Yeah, I had to look up the character, too, because... Um, I thought the character was so similar that I thought that the name was the same. And like, I have something for you at the end of this show for that. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Let's wrap it up. So, let's
0: wrap up this movie. So basically at the end, yeah. everything's happy. His mom disappears. They let everyone go. And somehow Hubie, you know, he gets the chick. He has, they got married. He now has stepchildren and he is suddenly the mayor of town.
1: Oh, yeah. He's the mayor and everybody loves him.
0: Yeah. And then he rides like around still on opposite. his bicycle with his thermos and he gives his new stepchildren thermoses that he made them. And everyone loves and him and everyone have, cheers them on.
1: And one has. Well, one wasn't his stepchild. One was the woman that is dating his small boy stepson. And he gives her a thermos for for god knows what reason i don't know if it was a sexist reason that it had a hair dryer in it that's the only thing it had in it
0: yeah i mean i think they I all can... did i think they did everything i think they just used different features on it when they tried it no, out he
1: said this one has this one is a flare gun and then he shoots the flare at the neighbor's house which i was like well that was dumb and, like, that lady does hate Hubie because she he shot a flare gun into her house. Yeah, and like, and almost killed her this cat. One, this one turns into a hairdryer, and then she blows the hairdryer in her face, and it's, like, crazy powerful. But there was no reason for those, those features to be on those thermoses.
0: I think that's strange, but I think it was stranger that all the kids would dress up as everyone they were the year before.
1: Yes, which the context would be lost on everybody except them.
0: Yeah. Which is not the point of Halloween. They would
1: have to be explaining these costumes to <laughs> fucking everybody. Yeah. Like, I would never want a costume like that.
0: And then that's the end. That's Hubie Halloween.
1: <laughs> <sighs> All right. You know what? Like, I'm glad you mentioned that his character was a lot like. A, a lot like um the water boy bobby boucher mm-hmm. so what i did is i actually called bobby boucher okay Uh huh. i have a small phone interview with bobby boucher you ready
0: yeah i'm ready for it let's i want to know what he what he thought about this movie like is he offended that someone kind of stole his whole essence
1: that's what i was wondering i had to go get the answers
0: yeah what do you have to say
1: so um First, I'd like to thank you for joining us, Bobby. I want to know what you thought of the character Adam Sandler's character in his latest movie, Hubie DuPois. That, 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 that's a good question. What, what happens is the the, the, the the center has has the ball first, and and a uh, quarterback will say, "Hi." Are we talking that's about football? The I, I thought, I thought the, we're talking the about a movie, the, Bobby. The hands of, uh, of the quarterback. Try to stay on topic, so Bob. What I'll do is I'll start tackling. The quarterback, unless okay, he can get the ball to somebody okay. else, in which case I'll, tr- well, I'll try to tackle that person. Bobby Boucher, everybody. So,
0: <laughs> Fucking Bobby, man. He could never stay on subject. Dude, that guy.
1: He couldn't. I'm happy he took time out of his shot. day
0: to come talk to
1: you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was He's in his 10th year of college, so, you yeah. know.
0: Well, shout out to Bobby. Hubie.
1: Thank you, Bobby Boucher.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hubie's not Bobby Boucher, even though I thought, but you know, what can you do? Yeah. So, Andy, I think the question even is. Had, they even did the same. What? Is the movie worth
1: $5? No.
0: You wouldn't spend $5 on it.
1: No, this is almost the worst movie we've ever done for this podcast, in my opinion. <laughs> Like, it's down there. I fucking hated this movie.
0: It was bad. It was bad enough that when I watched it, I made us cancel another movie we were supposed to review to review this movie because I needed to talk about it. I've never seen such a disjointed movie in my life. But would I say someone to spend $5 on it? No. But if you're studying how to write a film, I want you to watch this movie to know how not to write a film. And that's all I got to say.
1: <laughs> This is the what not to do. You know, but I will
0: give it points. There were points in it when I actually did have a genuine laugh, which you see a little bit of the grain of what made Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler. Um, that has been long gone for a while, but you saw a little, it's better than most movies I've seen from him recently. Honestly,
1: it was better than some movies. It's better than some. There'll be. To be honest with you, I straight up don't watch Adam Sandler movies after, like, I saw, like, the last one in theaters.
0: You saw Jack and Jill. Um,
1: I, I haven't watched any of his Netflix ones. This is, like, the first one i seen from, like, the Happy Gilmore film. Like, I saw Grown Ups, I think, or something. And I was like, I'm done. Like, that's, like, that's enough. I had, like, everybody that's in this movie, too.
0: Yeah, we saw it together. Remember we walked out?
1: <laughs> yeah. But if we are if we're saying good stuff, like we're going to end the note on something that we liked about the movie, which I'm, I'm all for. I did like the cut scene where they did all the scares. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they did another cut scene where they showed how like, what a pain in the ass he is the kevin james's character yeah yeah they show all the times
0: he's like complained to him
1: (laughs) that part was funny yeah and keenan thompson can't stop him from barging into his office and keenan thompson gets younger and younger as he goes like his voice is getting like lower and at the end he's like i can't stop him boss (laughs) i thought that was good and they could have done that 10 times in the movie and i think it would have been funny
0: and Julie Bowen's character was actually super cute and sweet, which I give that to Adam Sandler that most of his love interests in movies are actually, like, very likable characters. And she was definitely one of
1: them. Yes. But, yeah, um, guys. I didn't. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah. I didn't like the, the kiss scene where she obviously didn't want to kiss him in real life. So they had them do it over the like over the, the tv or something right? that's not or true no, i didn't think does. it was she, that i
0: thought it was like kind of cute i thought it was like they're both dumb she's obviously dumb yes, like- they were
1: showing how dumb she was because she was actually believing that he like okay that was pretty she did a good job like playing that wrapping up that character when she pretended that like he's like oh i like because he's the whole time he's like touting that he has this canadian girlfriend and like um which is like one of those cliche things that a nerd has which i hate that they put it in the movie but like he goes he breaks up with her like he tells her over the the tv interview with his own real life wife that he's broken up with her and like he loves her and she's like yes like she she finally broke up with this chick from canada yeah like she believed it like she believes everything he. yeah she believed it yeah she believed it yeah (laughs) yeah all right,
0: guys. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up this Hubie Halloween review. I hope you guys had a fun time watching yeah. it or a terrible time as me and Andy did. But I hope it was a good
1: time. Or don't watch it. That's fine.
0: Yeah, just w- just listen to our review. That's fine
1: with me. Don't
0: watch it. All right, guys. Well, please yeah, uh, send us an email. Send an email to our amazing email. What is our email again, Andy?
1: I got five on it at bravopodcaststudios.com.
0: Or go follow us on our Instagram.
1: At I Got Five On It Podcast.
0: And I guess we will see you guys next time. The next time we will see you we're either going to be doing a mini or we're going to be doing another movie review of a movie that looks almost as bad, Babysitter 2. We're
1: either going <laughs> to be doing one of the shows or another show. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Again, my name is Sarah B. I'm here with my amazing co-host, my big brother.
1: Andy B, a.k.a. Big Brother.
0: You guys are listening to the I Got Five On It podcast, and we will see you next time. Good
1: night. Replacement.